Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 153. Today, I want to revisit one of my most popular YouTube videos slash blog posts from the past that I find myself bringing up almost constantly, and that is how to have effective informational interviews. I talked on Tuesday with Becky Bush in her great interview on the Boss Up Podcast all about how to write your resume and cover letter to land more interviews for the job search, which I'll drop a link to in the show notes if you missed it. And in that conversation, it was brought up yet again just how important it is to gain an internal referral. Whenever you are applying to an organization, you are so much more likely to have your resume and cover letter and application materials actually looked at by a human being if you have a human being on the inside of that organization that can pull your resume proverbially to the top of the pile. And how you do that is really through having effective networking meetings or effective informational interviews. I call them one-on-one meetings because that's sort of organizer speak. That's what I was trained to do as a community organizer. And I'm reminded that you can build power in your community, in your career, in your industry, through relationship building. So I really want to break down my strategy for how to hold effective informational interviews, because this is something that comes up often for job seekers, for career transitioners, and even for folks who are finding themselves just navigating a period of uncertainty in your career and in sort of exploration mode of trying to reiterate and re-clarify your vision for what's coming next. So here's a five-step strategy I want you to keep in mind whenever you're having informational interviews. Number one, always lead with story. Explain who you are and, most importantly, why you're doing what you're doing. Why do you care? Why should I care? What's the underlying motivation that drives you each day? What's your history and how did it lead you to applying for this job or wanting to navigate this career transition or wanting to talk with me about your new startup? Now, this is a conversation, obviously not a one-way soliloquy or a performance, so you're going to want to keep your personal story brief whenever you're having these networking meetings, but keep in mind, people aren't moved by what you're doing. They get on board when they understand why you're doing it. Through sharing your personal story, you can actually demonstrate your values by explaining the choices you've made along your career. Why did you quit that job? Why did you move to that city? Why did you focus on that subject matter in your studies? What drew you to this meeting today? This is what we call in the social and political organizing world, your story of self. It's a motivating way to share who you are and what you're all about and what you care about 
which frankly inspires the person on the other end of the meeting to care as well. Now, crafting your personal story is not an easy thing. It doesn't happen overnight. I actually do workshops on this for companies and organizations and brands that are looking to hone their story. I am in the middle of conducting this kind of training with my public speaking pro class of online learners who are developing their storytelling skills to become keynote speakers like myself. So I will link you to those resources where you can learn more along with a webinar replay that I've done in the past with life coach Jessica Leela all about how to hone your personal story for the job search. So remember, lead with story because people care about why you're doing what you're doing, not just what you're doing. Step two, find out what makes them tick. In the same way that it's important for you to share your underlying why behind the what that you do, you have to figure out the underlying motivations of the person you're sharing this coffee or phone call with. Ask open-ended why questions to get a sense of where they're coming from and what choices they made along the way to land whatever job they're in now or, or to achieve whatever achievement they've achieved thus far in their career. Remain open, curious, and non-judgmental about what makes them do what they do. And frankly, keep in mind that people love talking about themselves. So give the person you're meeting with their time to shine, their time to brag. Use flattery to compliment them on their successes thus far. And obviously be genuine about it. Be excited about what you're excited about, but also give them the opportunity to explain how they got to where they are and why they made the choices they did along the way. The goal here in sort of mining your informational interview partner's background is to identify what common values you share. That can become the foundation upon which you can build a lasting, substantive relationship. And you'd be surprised where those shared values come from. Let's say you're talking with a tech company, like I recently had lunch with an HR director at a tech company up in Boulder, Colorado. And I was talking with them because I'm interested in helping their company retain and develop women and cultivate leadership development programs for gender inclusion, especially. And it turns out a lot of common ground that we established was based upon our extracurricular activities. So our penchant for skiing, our love of the Rocky Mountains, the fact that we are both so happy to be living in Colorado, you know, like sometimes your shared values that you can uncover through asking why questions don't necessarily have to be career related. The goal is to establish what you have in common and to explore people's motivations for making the choices that they've made. Step three is to aim for what I call the magic X, this intersection between your shared values, what you and the person you're sitting down with for an informational interview share in terms of values, but also your diverse resources. So once you've both shared the why behind the what you do, the next step is to identify what unique resources you both bring to the table that can help you further your shared values. So think about this. What do you have to share? Time, energy, resources, connections, people power, recommendations. And what are you in need of to move forward? Is it funding, job leads, mentors, negotiation help, or a resume review? 
what resources does the other person have that you're meeting with that you lack? That's the important part to really focus on. What are the diverse resources you bring to the table that could be of assistance to one another? And it could help you both further your goals or help you act on your shared values. The odds are that you've already done a good deal of thinking about this before asking them to meet or grab coffee or hop on the phone. But now is the time in the middle of the meeting to actually remain flexible and open to the possibility of uncovering resources that you weren't anticipating, that you weren't expecting to find. For instance, the woman who is the HR director of this big tech company up in Boulder I was talking with last week, she shared some really interesting information with me about other consultants and speakers in my field and how she's worked with them in the past in different departments, in different functionalities, in ways that I could think about further developing my offerings, my services. And so she basically was providing some significantly valuable intel from her past as an HR director that gave me an idea of what they might be willing to partner on in the future, which was really helpful intel. I didn't anticipate that going in. I anticipated her being able to book me for a speaking gig and a training, which is also part of what came out of that meeting. But the added intel she was able to share actually created a new opportunity that I wasn't anticipating before going into this lunch. And frankly, that's what these meetings do, right? That's the whole point of having these conversations is to uncover the potential for new opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise hear about or find out about any other way. And that brings me to step four, make a clear ask. Now, this is a ground rule must have for anyone preparing for an informational interview or a networking meeting. And it's actually one that I was called out on recently by Brad the Boo. I was preparing for this meeting up in Boulder, a very big meeting, I might add, a very exciting opportunity. And Brad said to me the night before, so what's your ask for this HR director tomorrow? And I said, I don't really know yet because I was feeling a little nervous and I'd been sort of thinking a lot about it, but hadn't really decided upon my concrete ask just yet. And he said, well, you better figure it out because you are always harping on this with other people that they better have a concrete ask to make when they're having networking meetings and not be shy about asking for what they want. And I was like, dang, you are so right. And he absolutely was right. And he pushed me to prepare even more for this meeting, which I'm very glad to say did go very well. So thanks in no small part to that reminder and to that extra preparation. So for anyone who's gearing up for a networking meeting, for an informational interview, You've got to go in with an idea of what you might ask for, be open to discovering the potential for new opportunities, and then in real time, be willing to pivot on your ask. Meaning you might have one ask going in and a different ask coming out of the meeting, but make sure you make a solid ask. Do not be shy. Ask for the specific help that you need and want in order to move forward. I had a one-on-one follow-up call after Boston Boot Bootcamp with one of our Chicago attendees, and she and I were talking about how she is preparing for a big informational interview with someone who works in environmental reporting for her local NPR station. And she's like, this is my dream job. You know, I didn't really think she would take me up on this meeting, or I didn't really anticipate this meeting happening. 
in the past, when I've had meetings like this, they've gone really well, but then they've gone nowhere. And she was like, what should I do differently to make sure that doesn't happen this time? And I said, well, what about the last meeting that you had? Do you feel like didn't go well? And she said, well, I mean, I connected with the person, but I didn't get any concrete advice from them. And I said, did you ask for concrete advice? And she said, no, can I do that? (laughs) And the reality is absolutely. You can say to the person, so it has been wonderful getting to know your background a little bit. I am in the process of trying to pivot into this field or re-enter this field or start in this field, whatever your situation is. And you can then say, what advice would you have for someone like me in this situation right now? And that is a hard ask. Like that is a legit question to ask someone. So think critically about what your ask is before going into any networking meeting. Maybe it's, will you help me get introduced to the hiring managers at your company? Would you be willing to co-host this event with me and my startup? Would you commit to bringing five of your friends to my book launch party? Will you build this, write this, do this, collaborate with me on this? Whatever it might be, make an ask. And then if the answer is yes, or even maybe, get really specific about when, where, and how you propose moving forward. If the answer is no, or you don't get the affirmation that you're looking for, Ask open-ended questions about how they would otherwise suggest you proceed. So let's say you ask that person, hey, would you read over my resume and give me some feedback? And they say, no, I'm really sorry. I don't have the bandwidth. And you're feeling like, shoot, that was my ask. What do I ask for next? You can pivot to an open-ended question like, well, do you have any advice for how you think I should proceed in pursuing this goal? You know, given your background, I'd love to hear what someone like you would have to advise someone like me in my situation. And that is perfectly fine. Give them an open-ended question to find opportunities for them to then offer up another way that they might suggest you go about pursuing this goal or another way that they could help you. And then once you have made your ask, and this is really critical, offer up your own assistance in helping them in return in furthering whatever goals or objectives that you've already uncovered through your conversation. And if you really can't think of anything concrete you can do to help them, or if you don't really have a sense of how someone like you could possibly ever help someone like them, and you feel this sort of power imbalance at the table, you can always make an open-ended offer to return the favor someday by saying, you know, let me know if I can ever be of assistance to you as well, because I really appreciate your support. And that is more than a gesture, right? That is an offer to be reciprocal in how you are lifting as you climb. And then step five for how to conduct effective networking meetings or informational interviews is to make sure You slay the follow-up game. No matter how flawless your one-on-one meetings are, the real magic, and I've said this before in this podcast, is in the follow-up. So send a timely email, which typically means within about 24 hours, thanking them for their time and delivering on any of the things that you promised during your meeting. Set clear expectations of how you'd like to move forward. Send them any materials that they might need from you to do so, like your resume or cover letter to look over. And remember, this is just the start of what's hopefully going to become an ongoing relationship. Keep in touch with your contacts, even after they've 
finished helping you in some concrete way, invite them to events you're heading to. Share articles with them that you read and think of them and think they might find interesting. And just feel free to drop them a casual note of appreciation whenever you're thinking about them. You know, making one-on-one meetings a priority can be an incredibly effective strategy for advancing your career. It's my number one strategy for advancing your job search. And it's also just really helpful for business development, for entrepreneurs and side hustlers, or for in growing your power and influence and sphere of influence when you're new in town and you want to get to know other players on the scene. Just keep in mind that having those meetings, while important, It also matters how you're conducting yourself during those meetings. They can be an opportunity to build really authentic, reciprocal relationships that will ensure you're growing your community, your power, and your knowledge base, right? As you learn and grow through these conversations with folks who share your values and frankly want to see you succeed as much as you want them to succeed in return. Now I want to hear from you. What have been your best practices for holding effective, connecting, one-on-one networking meetings or informational interviews? And if you put any of today's tips to good use in your job search or in your career trajectory, make sure to share your experience with me at Bossed Up by commenting on today's episode blog post at bossedup.org slash episode 153. And while you're at it, if you're listening in your Apple Podcasts app or really wherever you're listening, go ahead and share today's episode with any of the job seekers in your world who could really use use a more grassroots networking strategy to help fuel their career success. This is such a superpower skill to develop. So share it far and wide with the women in your world who you think could use it. In the meantime, keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose and together we'll lift as we climb.